the name of Jesus. God bless. Come on, give God some praise in the house this morning. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Bless God. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Somebody turn with me to, to the book of Psalms, the 34th Psalm. And a reaffirmation of who we are, what we stand for, and what we are all about. In the name of Jesus. The 34th Psalm, the 34th Psalm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And those of you who don't know this, this is what we declare. This is what we proclaim. This is what we believe. This is what we trust in and know that God is God. And knowing that he is God and God all by himself. We thus proclaim that. Let's read together. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. Let's just stop right there. Let's read that again. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mind. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we stand in this place, proclaiming that you are worthy of the praise, that we shall bless your holy name. Father, Lord, we ask that right now you open up our hearts and our minds and our spirit that we may be able to understand your will and your way. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Let us bless his holy name. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. If you continue standing on your feet just for a few moments, turn with me now to Psalm 90. Mike and Brother Brian, if y'all just gone on and run with that, just take that. Just, I, I need y'all to minister to that right now.
Lord, oh Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, forever had, you had formed the earth and the world. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man to destruction and say, return, O children of me. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it's past, and like a watch in the night. You carry them away like a flood. They are like sheep. In the morning they are like grass which grows up. In the morning it flourishes and grows up. In the evening it is cut down and withers. For we have been consumed by your anger and by your wrath we are terrified. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all of our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength, they are 80 years. Yet their boast is only labor and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power? of your anger. So teach us to number our days that we might gain the heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we might gain the heart of wisdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this word. As these, your people are standing in this place, Father, bless them. Keep them in the hollow of your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you.
to number our days. Let me just share with somebody that every day is a gift. Every day, every day is. And we ought to consider every day a gift. Every day is a blessing from God. Every day, God has smiled upon us. We ought to rejoice and be excited about what God has done. Every day ought to be a day of celebration. Every day ought to be a day of exhortation. And it ought to be a day of proclamation, proclaiming that God is good and God is good all the time. Every day we ought to get up, rise up, and understand that God has made this day especially for you. We ought to understand the fact that, 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 that God is with us and that God has made a way for us. That it is a day for celebration and not a day of mourning. In fact, if we compare by just by comparison, there are primarily two days that we look forward to in the year. Hallelujah. We, we look forward, most of us look forward to our birthdays. We look forward to our birthdays and Christmas. Two days that we celebrate. I, I, I think my daughter, I have, to go, I have to talk about my daughter just for a moment. I think she got it right because she's been trying to teach me and let me know and understand that she does not celebrate her birthday on one day. She takes the entire month. She says, I'm worth the entire month. I, I celebrate what God has done and what God has been in my... It takes me that long just to name all the stuff that God has been doing. So she takes an entire month and then told me the last time, she says she's thinking about an expansion move. <laughs> that, 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 that celebration of life that she was given, the opportunities that she was given ought to be magnified, glorified, testified to saying that God is an awesome God. Therefore, I celebrate my life. I celebrate every day that God has given me for every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. And I come to find out that God has never failed me day after day after day. God keeps on picking me up. God keeps on blessing me. God keeps on making a way for me. Even when my enemies are camped all around me, God keeps on bringing me out. When I'm down, he picks me up. Every day ought to be celebrated. Every day is a blessing. And even within the confines of the day, when we look at Christmas, when we look at Christmas, you know, the, 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 as a child, that is one of the most anticipated days of the year. Not because of Santa Claus. Most kids figured that out a long time ago. But it's, it's the day that they want to utilize in celebrating all the things that have come their way. Every gift. And if you get the right gift, you, you, I, I, I don't know about you, but you will go away somewhere and can't nobody find you because you're playing with that one thing that you've just been wanting all of the time and you just enjoying it. And some folks, hallelujah, my, 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 my grandmother, my grandmother-in-law, she, 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 she would put on a hat. Somebody would get her a hat or 
get her a dress for Christmas and she would wear the hat in the house all day long. She would love because she was celebrating what was given to her that nobody had to do it but for the fact that they did for the fact that somebody thought enough about her and, and, and I don't know how how y'all ladies can work this one out because if she got two or three different bottles of perfume from her grandchildren she put it all on And loved every bit of it. Celebrated that every day was a gift. And so when we look at this psalm, when I look at this psalmist and I, and I begin to examine a little bit closer, I begin to check myself. I begin to look at the things that are going on in my life. And, and I, I, I need to help somebody and help them understand that life happens. Stuff in life happens. And when you have things happening in life, often it will derail you and often it will throw you out. In fact, you start out one way in the morning and something can happen. A phone call can come in. A bill can come through the mail. Something can happen. Somebody can bump your car and you'll say that it ruined your whole day. It threw you out of whack. But wait a minute. If you woke up happy, then you ought to be happy all day long. Because if you first recognize where your happiness comes from, if you first recognize that the powers that are that woke you up in the first place and you discovered that you were still in your right mind, then that's something to celebrate all day long in spite of what might happen along the way. Can't nobody, can't nothing take your joy when you know that your joy is founded and rooted in the love of God. And if God had not been on your side, you would never have woken up in the morning. Every day is a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a day to be celebrated. It's a day to proclaim and, and, and tell everybody that God is a good God. I, 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 I told you that, that this became very close to me, very real to me. I was talking with one of my friends the other day, and, and I was just, I was just kind of going off. In fact, they had asked me a question and, about something, and, and I started to stumble, stammer and stumble, and, 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 as, as though I couldn't speak. And they looked at me until finally I said, you know what, can I just say what I, how I feel it, what I'm really thinking? Let me take off my pastoral preacher hat for a moment. Let, 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 let. Because I, I was born right over here on London Square, two blocks from here. And there wasn't a whole lot of folk talking holy talk. Hey, I mean, when we were coming up, I mean, there, 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 there's some saved folk and all of that. But I said, can I? And they looked at me and said, well, well okay. And I just let loose. Oh, it came out. 
and, 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 and even as it was coming, I, said, I have to apologize. I'm sorry, but you know, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm, and then they stood there and they looked at me. And when I got done, they said, okay, I gotta go do something. <laughs> I gotta go finish. As if, and spiritually, the spirit of God spoke in that moment, saying that all of that stuff that you were pouring out means absolutely nothing. All of that that you were reliving and going through and de dealing with and carrying that burden over and over again and dragging it from this place to that place and thinking that you got to unload this. It doesn't mean a thing because you started out with a blessing and you ought to keep in mind that you've been blessed. You Oh, that individual helped me so much they don't know that how, how blessed I was at the encounter because then it let me know that, listen, even though you can unload this, but I need you to understand something, that these things don't define you. You need to understand that you can rise above any and everything that befalls you, that comes. In fact, if you want to make it a little bit clearer, you would not be the person that you are unless you had experienced some stuff in your life. You wouldn't know God like you know him unless you had some hard times unless you had some trouble in your life, unless you had some pain, unless you had some hurt, unless you had some things that you had to deal with that you just couldn't get over. It shaped you, made you, molded you, and put you in a position such that you know now who God really is. Yeah. When you look at God and begin to understand God, most of us, most of us, Sister Gail, most of us want to live and bask in the glory. Holly. <laughs> Hallelujah of God. We, we want we, we, we to walk in the blessings of God. We want, we want the sunshine of God, his countenance to light up our pathway every day and every night. We want God's presence all around us. We want to hear the angels singing. We want to go through and have, 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 have the, the waters just part from us, thinking that we never have to go through any troubled waters. Don't think that we ever have to deal with anything. We just want God to be in a place with us where we think we can walk on water whenever we get ready. Hallelujah. We, we, we think that, 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 that God's presence ought to be there at our beckoning call. That, that God ought to do what we want him to do in the time frame that we want him to do. I got news for somebody. Doesn't help your neighbor. It don't work like that. Life has two sides. Oh my God. Oh yes. 
There are times when we are living in the glory of God. There's times that we're living in the praise and worship of God. There are times that times we just feel good and, and there's nothing that can bring us down and we feel high. But, but yet there on the other side of life, there is pain. On the other side of life, there will be some sorrow. There will be some disappointment. On the other side of life, there will be some uh, problems and mountains that you'll have to overcome. There are some valleys that you're going to have to go through. There's some dark times when you can't find a friend. There's some lonely times. There's some things that are going to happen in your life when friends will walk out on you. There's some times you're going to have to deal with some stuff all by yourself until you recognize that nobody but Jesus can help you through. Nobody, nobody, nobody but Jesus. There are moments of grief. And, and, and if we had to choose, Psalmist, if we had to choose, we would never choose the dark side. We, we would never choose the side where, where, where there's going to be some pain. We would never choose that, that time in our lives where, 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 where we have to struggle by ourselves. We just want everything to be everything. Mm. And so, I look at this psalmist. This psalmist begins to speak to us and let us know that oh, you need to establish who you are. Yes, yes. And not only that, establish who God is. Yes. And then the third part, establish your relationship with who you are, with what God is. Yes. He opens and says, the Lord, Lord, you have been our dwelling place. In all generations. Lord, you've been the dwelling. God, we live, move, and have our being because of you. We dwell at your will. We live according to your greatness. We ought to recognize that if I'm living in the greatness of God, if I'm in the shadow of his presence, if I'm in the place where my power is, if I'm in the place where my God dwells, then I ought to celebrate and acknowledge that yes, you have been our dwelling place. In other words, for me to live, for me to exist, for me to continue, for me to go on, for me to get up, for me to rise above every circumstance, it's because God has been my dwelling place. A dwelling place, Deacon, offers protection. A, deli, a dwelling place offers a place where you can rest, where you can abide. A dwelling place says that there is a structure around you such that the elements from outside, be it physical or natural, cannot enter nor penetrate within. And if God 
is my dwelling place, then not only the physical, but the natural or the supernatural cannot come in as long as I'm in God and God as in me, he becomes my protector. So when life happens, I go into my dwelling place. When life befalls me and sorrow comes, go into the dwelling place and celebrate the God who is your dwelling place. Listen, listen. Every day, every day, every day is a gift. It's a gift from God. He says, go back and check your history. Go back and look over your life. And before mountains were brought forth or wherever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Before stuff got here, before your issues became an issue, before your lackadaisical self had fallen into the traps of sin because we took our eyes off the prize, he said, you were still God. Before I was even yet formed in my mother's womb, you were God. Before I was even a twinkle in my father's eye, you were still God. From generation to generation, you have been God. And that same God has been appointed over me all of my life, even until this very hour. He's appointed his love, his grace, and his mercy. God had look throughout the ages and look throughout time as to who he was and, and what my relationship would be with him at the same time giving me free will and choice to recognize that he is God. He says you turn man to destruction and say return O children of men. That verse just simply means that if God wanted to he could send us back to the dust from which we, which we came. Oh, 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 somebody didn't get that one. If God wanted to, because we were living substandard to his will, because we were not doing the things which he commanded, God could have easily returned us back to the muck and miry clay than which in which we were formed. He, he could have said, go on, return back from which you came. He says, no, no, no. For a thousand years, in your sight, it's like yesterday when it is past. Think about that. Think about that. Now, 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 now what, what you gotta connect with this, what you gotta connect is, is, is the brevity of life compared to God. And then, that together to understand how God cares about the brevity or the briefness or the little insignificant second that you are here on this earth. Come on, somebody look a little deeper. You mean to tell me God cares about this second? Oh my God, that God cares about the little 
life that you have and as he goes on and gets a little deep he said it's like yesterday when it's past it's like a watch in the night and, and for those who are Bible readers and understand that there are four watches within the night one passing right after another approximately about three hours apiece and he says it's like one that just keeps passing right after another he says soon it's gone it's over it's done and then he gets a little bit deeper and says he's a well carried away like a flood in other words the breath not only the brevity of life but things can happen to take you away from here just understand that there was a there was a, this morning an earthquake in Bali uh, they're anticipating perhaps there will be a tsunami to follow afterwards and I thank God because my son was in Bali and and I'm thanking God because because he's now back in, he's in the States and I'm thinking Lord in an instant Our lives can be changed. Devastation can take place. He says, like he, you're carried away like a flood. Humanity, you're carried away like a flood. In other words, you can get swept up and caught up in the stuff and being swept away. And then he goes on to compare us like sheep. He said, they are like sheep. You know how sheep are. They will just wander around with nobody leading them. They will fall off the edge of a cliff with their heads bent down trying to find a little piece of grass. And that's how some of us are. We're just walking aimlessly, wandering from here to there, trying to get to the next place. He goes on a little little bit further and says in the morning he says we're like grass that grows up and you know how the morning grass is it pops up and, and it stands up but he says in the evening time yeah, uh, it, 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 when it's cut down it, it withers in other words life is so precious and brief don't waste your time being mad at somebody don't waste your time being upset with folks don't waste your time being bothered because if you waste your time being upset with somebody you're missing out on the blessing of God you're missing out on the glory of God you're missing out on what God can do for you when you are balled up and bound up because of what somebody said or what somebody did you are living their life and controlled by them you need to let that thing go and take every day as a gift from God that needs to be celebrated Tell somebody life too short for mess. I got enough mess of my own that I'm trying to work on, let alone work on somebody else's mess. I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to fix me. I, I'm trying to get in the right alignment with God so that God can do greater things with me. I'm trying to make all things new again. I'm trying to walk in the newness of God. I, I'm trying to live a liberated life. I'm trying to live victorious. I'm trying to go forward and make some things happen. In other words, this brief lifespan that I have, I want it to count for something.
every one of us ought to understand that your life matters. Your life is so important. Oh, you are more than that dash between the date you were born and the date that you died. No, no, no. When, listen, listen, let's dig it. When you do my program, when I'm gone, just let the line just keep going. Just, just. Because there's more to you than that little dash in the middle. There was some love in there. There was some depth to you. There was some hurt, pain, and sorrow, but yet there was some victory in there. There was some overcoming things. There was some victory with God that you had to fight. Some devils off of you. There's some things about you that somebody can learn from you that they shall not have to experience because of your testimony of how you lived. It's not about what you want, but it's how, how you live and what you got. about how you live and so it's about taking every day and glorifying God and magnifying God he says the psalmist goes on and, and real quick he says he says we have been consumed by your anger and, and, and by your wrath we are terrified he says you have set our iniquities before you he said our secret sins are in the light of your countenance and I understand God that there's nothing hid from you Lord, when I come before you, that you know all things about me. For all of our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. Know what he says, like a sigh. Oh, there was your life. God, all of our years is no more than the length of a sigh. And when you think about it, huh, I want that sigh to last a little bit longer. You, 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 you know, little kids, little kids do this and we and we correct them on it and, and you know we stop them from doing it but when a, especially small children small children when they yawn or sigh they get all into it they don't care where they are who watching who looking they're just get it all out and, and 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 you know what we need to take a, a, a note from that and understand that if my life is as brief as a sigh I want every part of that breath to be filled 
with the presence of God. I, 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 I'd rather sigh with a praise on my lips. I, I, I'd rather sigh not out of sadness or sorrow, but out of joy with God. I want to sigh with satisfaction. I want to sigh such that, yes, I feel the presence of God, that God has fulfilled my heart's desire, that God has kept on keeping on my promises and building me up and keeping me and taking me through every valley and upon every hill. I want to sigh such that, yes, when, when like Jesus said, it is finished, I'm satisfied that it was done. That everything that had to be fulfilled in me was fulfilled. Oh, somebody need to catch that one. Jesus on the cross, when, when he said, it is finished, hallelujah. He gave up the ghost, and when he sighed in his spirit, don't you know that he knew that everything that God had appointed him to do was fulfilled. Everything that God wanted him to accomplish was fulfilled. Is there anybody here that can say truthfully that yes, I'm accomplishing everything that God wants me to accomplish? And if not, he said, you better get on the right track now. And said, Lord, I need to start working on this. I know I, you got so many things for me to do and I don't want to leave here filled with the stuff that I started out with but I want to leave here empty knowing that everything that was assigned to me was completed to your glory listen, listen. the psalmist in this prayer of Moses he says the days of our lives are like 70 years and by reason of strength they are 80 he says, yet their boast, their boast is only labor and sorrow. Think about what he just said. If this afternoon we were going over to, to, to the West Park Place once again to minister to those folks over there. And I love going over there because they, 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 they love seeing us. They want to see us. And, and, and when you get to a point where you can't go for yourself. You thank God that somebody can come to you. And you get to a point in, in, in your life where you look at it and, and, and say by reason or by strength, some of them 80, 90 years old over there and just waiting for somebody to come by with a word and with a word of song and, and praise and, and worship. You see, because we get to a point that when you get at a certain age, we become like little children. Somebody's got to help you to get up. Somebody's got to help you to walk down the hallway. Somebody's got to help you with your clothes on and clothes off. Somebody's got to help you with your bathroom uh, needs and all of that. Somebody's got to help you with your food and your everyday living. See, oh, see, and so if we keep on staying here, 
he says, he says, he says, if you want to boast about 90s and 80s and hundreds and all of that, the age, he says, he says, they only boast of labor and sorrow. In other words, there are some folk who wish they had their youth all over again. There are some people who are saying, you know what, if I had it to do all over again, there were some things I would change in my life. There will be some people that I would change in my life. There's some habits that I would change in my life if I had it to do all over. If I knew back then what I know right now, there would be some changes in my life so that I might live for the glory of God and I might understand and know that God is in me and I am in him and I can do all things through Christ Jesus. There are some things I would change in my life if I had it to do all over again. But since you can't go back in time, then you can start right now to celebrate every day as a gift from God that this day will be better than yesterday that tomorrow is going to be better than today you can start looking right now and say God I want to do more be more I am more because you paid the price for me stop being balled up with anger and sorrow. He says, he raises a question at verse 11 and, and we're just about done here. He says, who knows the power of your anger? That's an interesting question because he really raises the issue that if God were really mad at you, What would happen if God just really let loose? What would happen to you? Who knows? Who can really comprehend? Who can really understand? Who knows the power of your anger? And so out of all, let me hook this, out of all your mess, out of all your stuff and God has not yet unleashed the full fury of his anger some of us done done some stuff don't look at nobody I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to not even make eye contact with anybody in here because I know some of your stuff Some of us done put it on Facebook. We know your stuff. Some of us have got it out there and your reputation had already preceded you. We, we know, know about some of your stuff and some of your issues. And, and if God ain't killed you yet, there must be a merciful God. There must be a God that's working on your betterment. There must be a God that says, I see yet some good in you. I see something that's inside of you that I cannot destroy. And some of us got it together enough to understand that when I got Jesus, it negates all of my stuff. That God comes in front that Jesus took to the cross and he is stretched wide for all of my issues, all of my downtroddenness, all of my mess, that he was right there interceding on my behalf. Tell somebody to thank God for Jesus. Because, because if God unloaded on me 
for all of my stuff and all of the things that I did. That's why I gotta celebrate. That's why every day is a gift because this day was not promised to me, but by the grace of God, God woke me up this morning. By the grace of God, God blessed my soul. By the grace of God, he gave me power and insight. By the grace of God, he keeps on blessing me. By the grace of God, sometimes I stumble, but God picks me back up again. By the grace of God, he keeps on reaching out to me. By the grace of God, he keeps on making a way for me. By the grace of God, I don't have to hunger. I don't have to want for anything. It's by his grace, I don't deserve it. I can't buy it, I can't claim it. But by his grace, his grace that was poured out on Calvary, his grace and mercy showed up when they buried him in the tomb. His grace caught a hold of my sins. His grace got a hold of my transgressions and buried them in a borrowed grave. But when Jesus got up with all power in his hands, he was in his glorified state. In other words, the sin that I had placed upon him that was on Calvary's cross, they buried him with that sin. They buried him with the scars and the marks of that sin. But when he got up, there was no sin on him. When he got up, he had all power on him. When he got up, the glory of God was upon him. Every day is a gift from God. I think I'm going to celebrate. I think I'm going to give God some glory. Well, I'm going to have to call my baby girl up and say, Baby, you were right about a 30-day celebration. But I'm going to make it 365 days. I think I'm going to keep on glorifying God. Every day of my life, I will let nothing bring me down. Because I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Every day is a gift from God. You ought to recognize that God gave it to you. Why aren't you celebrating? Don't wait for your birthday. Don't wait for Christmas. Don't wait for any other day. Today is your day. Today is your day. Today is your day to celebrate the goodness of God. Church is open. Come on.